This is Happy Hour with M and Jazz. Today, we really are just going to jump right into our topic because we have a lot to talk about. So grab a drink because we'll be here for a while. So in university, I think it can sometimes be hard to feel like you're making the most out of your time. And especially after the past year and a half or so with the pandemic and online learning, it's been, you know, really tough on us. So kind of today we wanted to talk about how to take advantage, uh, grab life by the balls and romanticize your 20s. So can you tell me a little bit, Jasmine, about how you, one of your favorite memories from university? I'm going to have to think about this for just a second. I feel like there's been so many times in university that I've been like, oh, like this is so good. I am so happy right now. And then there's like been the complete opposite. And I think I've mentioned this before, but I do really try and look for the small moments and kind of cherish those. So I'd say that one of my favorite memories from university is actually just happened recently is the most recent I can think of is at the beginning of December, me and my roommates put up our Christmas tree and we had bought it in first year. So two years ago, we bought our Christmas tree and we had put it up that year and it was great. But then last year, while I was at home in Edmonton, all I could think about was, oh my God, this stupid Christmas tree is sitting in a freaking storage locker and it's like not going to get put up. So I looked forward to like putting it up this year and it was so fun. Like we watched the Grinch put on, you know, put on the music, did everything decorated. And I took a little time lapse on my phone and now I can like look back at it when I need some Christmas cheer. How about you, Emma? I think it's so hard to pick out like one favorite memory, especially because like, you know, last year was so difficult with being online learning and we're just getting back into the swing of things. But I'd say like, one of my best memories was from probably like first year university. I remember being able to, um, okay, one of my favorite memories. Um, so last year, when all of my friends came home from their universities, we all got together and we met up with a bunch of my friends from um, my university and we all got like a get together and I got to introduce like my high school friends to each other and my um, university friends to each other. And it was super nice just to get to mesh them. And, you know, it's a big part of my university is like staying with my friends and being close to those who mean a lot to me. So it's like, you know, getting everybody to meet each other is such a big part of my, a part of my university thing. I think that like, you're so right on that because the past two summers I've gone to visit my roommates in Ontario and I've like flown there and like spent a whole week there and got to meet all their friends and their families and I think I've mentioned this before on a past episode because it's sounding familiar as it comes out of my mouth. But like, I just think that you're right. Like when you're like, it's like that TikTok that's like when two worlds collide, like literally like that's like literally us. Like it's like so fun when your people that you've known for so long and love so much are meeting like the new people in your life. It's pretty cool. Yeah, it's so important for that to happen too. I think it's like a blending of your two different worlds. And I mean, sometimes they can stay separate, but it's great when they get to kind of meet together and you can be close with everyone and introduce more people and kind of spread out the group. And I think friends are a massive part of 
making your university life go so well. You know what I mean? Absolutely. And what do you, I guess it's like, even sitting here, we're both like trying to like pick out one moment and it's like, how do we do this? And maybe how do I even remember? How do I look back this far? So is there anything that you do specifically to like try and capture these moments and live in them? So for me, like seizing the moment or doing anything like that, it's kind of like, oh, well, so today maybe I have a couple of things, a couple of pieces of homework, but why don't a group of I, a group of my friends and I go out to BAMP today just because we're super stressed with university. It might be a good day to just kind of go out and relax. And I think sometimes it's about forgetting what you have to do because you need to take that break for yourself and going and doing just small getaway trips small activities that you can kind of do with them you know like my friend and I for a video project I was like well I need to do a video project and she was like okay um what are you doing it on and I was like oh how about we go snowboarding like you go snowboarding I go skiing and I ski with you and I video you doing that and I do that for my video project you know and it's just like taking those moments combining them together and kind of making the best out of what you can do. You know what I mean? I absolutely agree. I think that sometimes it can be hard to be lenient with yourself and say, yeah, I have all this stuff. And like your FOMO does kick in. Like, I'm sure we'll touch on that a bit later. But it is like, oh, shit, like, I wish I was there. And I like, I want to be there. But you can be if you take those breaks, and you, you know, you learn how to live a good little balance. Can you think of anything in particular, like, a trip you've done or something spontaneous you've done in the past little while with your friends? I want to say that one of the most, I wouldn't say it was spontaneous because I did plan it, but at the end of my second year, um, my best friend, she's in at U of A in nursing. And we both had had like, obviously everyone had a freaking hard year last year. It was impossible to just do school and only do school. So the both of us planned a little staycation back home in Edmonton. We like, booked a hotel room and I guess like this is like this whole episode is kind of like romanticizing your 20s like I guess this is like one example of one thing I've done that was like it's so minimal but when I put like effort into doing something like we booked a hotel room we made dinner reservations we bought new outfits we bought a disposable camera like we had a little photo shoot we bought an expensive bottle of champagne like I could keep going and like this night I'll never forget it like it was perfect it was the perfect way to just end off the semester and celebrate that we had made it through. Like you don't realize until you're in university, like how hard it is to be in university. So I think that that was like probably one of my favorite memories. And I know you're really big on photos and photo taking. Like, is that how you kind of keep all your memories inside or what what do you do with your photos and like all the videos you take? I think that like, yeah, you're right. I'm always that friend who's like, hold on, stop, take a picture. Like I'm never the one in the pictures. I'm always the one taking the pictures. And sometimes that backfires because it's like, hmm, I wish I had a picture of myself, like to show my kids what I looked like when I was 12. But who knows? I I do like to take pictures. And I wish like, I wish our listeners or our friends could like see the inside of my room right now because there's photos on every wall. And it's like, I love looking at these pictures and being like, oh my God, that was on my trip to this place. Or that was when I went to dinner the this place and got too wine drunk and puked in my friend's car like I'm like I look at these pictures and it's like I am like immediately like transcended I don't know if that's the transported transported to like this place where it's like this moment like it was happy so I took a picture and it's like it helps me kind of 
move away from the negative like moments that I've had. And I love taking pictures and I love just like having random pictures on my camera roll. Like I take pictures of like random like ice cream combs I eat or like cars that are cute. Like my camera roll is like literally I had to get a new phone. Charlotte could attest to this. I literally could not take a picture on my phone. I could not download apps. Like I just I take so many pictures. So but I think I know I'm like kind of rambling, but I think one thing that I've like noticed myself do is that some like I guess this is a bit like deeper but I think that with some of the pictures I take and that are like on my wall sometimes I start to like pick at them and like compare what I like look like now or what I like was doing then in the past when I was like in these pictures and I think that that's like it's kind of been like a weird realization and I don't know where I'm going with this but I really do think that I've kind of like had to learn like yes these moments are good but they're gonna teach you things. Photos are such a good way to kind of you know I think capture the moment and stuff. I I also like I have a problem of like taking my phone out to take photos and stuff. My friend does that for me Megan we often like go on trips together and she'll take her phone out and take all the photos but I find I don't like do that as much probably just because I'm like okay what I'm gonna do is I'm gonna like a funny thing do you ever like picture yourself in like an edit does that make any sense like music like edits slow-mo edits you know so what I like okay. to do is I like to like make playlists where I like if I'm going skiing I'll pop in my headphones I'll have a ski playlist that I define as ski music I can see myself being edited to so I really like to make like playlists that like bring me in the moment if that makes any sense but like, yeah I get what you're yeah, so if you new ideas for everyone, make songs where you can only see yourself being edited to them. <laughs> That's actually fun. And no, she doesn't mean Facetune. No, no, not like, yeah, Photoshop my entire <laughs> But just like, no, like, six ski edit, go search it up. I'm sure you'll, I'm sure everyone kind of knows what I'm talking about. You'll find Emma on Google. Um, Absolutely, yeah. you will not find me on Google. I just like to pretend in my mind that I'm, it's like romanticizing it, right? <laughs> Romanticize how good of a skier I am in my mind. Yeah, I definitely think that you can like take a picture, take a video and like put your own spin on it. And like, it can make you feel like happy, sad. Like three years ago when I was in Disney, I like brought my GoPro with like all my dance friends. And then I made a video and I still watch it all the time. And everyone's like, Jazz, like this is the sickest video because we all get to see all these memories that we have. And who would have thought that I would remember being on this one roller coaster, you know what I mean? So I think that that's cool. Yeah, no, exactly. It's like all those kind of video moments. I like when people put montages together of like their trips and experiences. I always find they turn out so great. Yeah. Okay, so moving on, I guess not really, because we're talking about photos and videos, and that kind of leads us to movies. So if we're thinking about a movie that's maybe like resembled our university experience, Emma, what movie do you think you're living in right now? What movie do I think I'm living in? I really want to say Legally Blonde because I would oh, love to be Elwood, I was but I'm joking. Was I'm joking. I was going to say Jasmine. That would fit you a lot better than that would fit me. That's and then I was like, <laughs> Elwoods, be Elwoods. But I don't know. I was like, oh, yeah, I'd love to be. I'd love to be Elwoods, I feel like. Like, super smart, fashionable, doesn't really give a shit about what other people are saying about her. Like, love that for her. So I don't know if there's one I necessarily identify with, but one I would love to identify with is probably Legally Blonde. <laughs> Perfect. I guess we have something in common because we've never really talked about that, I don't think. But um, that's the one I definitely would have said for, like, obviously, like, 
it is so exaggerated but i swear to god that's the reason i want to be a lawyer like i was eight my mom plopped me in front of the tv and said okay jazz like this is a good movie you're gonna watch it and i was like so intrigued and here i am literally wearing a pink shirt right now when do i ever wear pink we're also we're yeah matching pink shirts today but um no i was thinking about it too we watched it the other night i was like oh what if it's like what if my life is like she's just not that into you or he's just not that into you (laughs) (laughs) Emma's coming out story is happening on happy hour today (laughs) (laughs) he's just not no I bet he's just not that so I mean like going along with what you said Jasmine earlier about kind of how you like to take out your phone to take photos in film I mean for the people who don't do that as much because like there are people who don't prefer to do that like I'm someone who doesn't do that it's like nice to kind of just sit back and like you know, stare at the stars when you're camping or like when you're on your own kind of driving in the car and listening to music and the sun's setting or there's rain falling and you're just kind of, you know, it's so nice sometimes to just be able to um, live in those moments and romanticize those moments when you're just standing there. You know what I mean? Absolutely. Like it's not like there needs to be like proof of you doing something or like you don't have to post everything you do on Instagram. Like having like a little bit of like I wouldn't say secrecy or privacy, but I would say like just knowing like in your head, I think we could both think of something that like you visualize in your head and you're like, oh my God, that was like the best day of my life. And I can like paint a picture in my brain, but it doesn't mean that there's a picture of it on your phone. I think like you're saying some people don't do that. And I agree, like some of the best moments of my life, I don't have a picture of it. Like, you know what I mean? Exactly. I think you can kind of, it's a picture in your brain almost where it's like, yeah, okay. Some photos I would love to, have on the wall and some photos I would love to print out but there are some photos that need to stay just in here just in your brain so that you know it's a special moment between like you and yourself it's almost more intimate in a way absolutely I sometimes say this thing where I say I'm gonna take a mental screenshot like sometimes I sit me and some of my friends back home we'll say that and it's like yeah like it's weird because and then you look back like five years later I'm like I literally remember this trip I went on when I was like three when I went to Kananaskis and I remember exactly what it looked like. And that's like, it's st- it kind of freaks me out. But it's, I like literally remember this day. And I, you think there's a picture? No. It's so funny too, when you're like, you think back to your earliest memories and then you think up to now. And it's like those earliest memories, the reason we remember them is because they were so memorable to us. You know, they were like almost a turning point in our life, something that kind of means something to us. And I'm sure when we're 80 or 90, like, a lot of those moments maybe that we didn't take photos of there will be certain ones that are like engraved in our head forever yeah I think like either way like you're gonna have both and I think there's like a happy medium because one of the reasons I started printing out so many pictures was because I grew up with like pictures of my grandma when she was my age and like bless her heart she's passed away but like I grew up looking at these photo albums black and white like fucking sepia whatever that is like do you remember like that color like i have pictures of like my parents (laughs) like i'm serious though like i grew up like with a tangible picture so i want my kids to have that and like that's one of the reasons i do that no i love it too my mom has so many old yearbooks just laying around and i love going and looking at them and she has so many photos from her childhood and it's just like when i go around the house it's kind of crazy just seeing like ones of my uncle when he was when he wasn't bald and ones of my mom when she like had longer hair and so you know i want to be able to kind of look at how i progress as well as like 
in the future show other people how I progressed as well. I totally get that. Yeah. Like, I don't think my kids are going to need to see the videos of me, like, blacked out at the bar. But, uh, yeah, you those know. can stay in the, they can stay in the locked, in the hidden, hidden Snapchat memories. <laughs> yeah. Okay. I always think about that. I'm like, what are they going to do? Take Snapchat away from us and then we're not going to have any of these videos. Like, that is my fear. Like, you know One, how much shit I have on there? You know how we call Facebook? old and like outdated that's snapchat and instagram are gonna be old and outdated like yeah pretty soon I'm gonna here need, i'm sure we're gonna need a fat hard drive um, i'm really yeah I'm really, I'm really scared for the day that um that you know someone calls me old because i don't know how to use new technology because i just know that's gonna happen eventually absolutely so um, yeah speaking of which we live in a day and age where social media like fomo and other pressures can really influence how much we feel like we're getting out of our youth and when it comes to feeling like you're making the most out of like the 20s or your time at university how do you navigate like social pressures that make you feel like you're missing like something going on or a lot of your moments that you enjoy you know nowadays we live where like there's so much social media and like a lot of pressure to kind of go out and you know FOMO and all that stuff so when those things are kind of pushing at you when you are busy how do you kind of deal with that challenge and how do you address it later on I think like if I look back like now versus my first year university like first year university I left home I was like peace to all of you the only thing I missed was dance and like, sure, I miss my friends, but I would never like feel like the long distance situation of it. Like I was never like, oh, I like wish I was home because I was like, oh, I'm living this like brand new life and it's fucking awesome. And then like second year, literally scratch it off the bucket because it didn't exist. Third year now I'm like living in Calgary, but I spent so much time at home over the second year that I like grew these relationships that already existed to literally another universe. Like my friends back home are just as equivalent to my friends here. And that's like made it so much harder for me this semester because I'm also in a long distance relationship. So it's like, I wish I was with my best friends or like even my parents, like I swear to God, I'd never talked to them in first year. I never missed them for a second. I'm like, I miss my family. I miss my house. I miss my bed. And it's like, that is like very much like what I'm living. And I think a lot of people are living, but it's all in a different like circumstance. Like Emma, you and I have probably such different versions of this kind of question or answer. But I think what I do is that I remind myself, like, like you said earlier, like live in the moment, live where you are. And it's like, yes, I'm allowed to like, be like, ugh, like my family's there, whatever's there. But it's like, I'm here right now. And that's what you need to focus on. And like, that's what I try and do. Like, if I'm like watching TV with my roommates, I leave my phone in my room and like things like that. Cause it's like, this is going to go away so fast. So I think that's what I do is trying to remind myself. I think it's so hard too sometimes when you do have FOMO and you constantly kind of go with it. Because I know in first year, I really overexerted myself when I had FOMO because I would be going out like three nights a week minimum kind of thing which is not healthy for you, especially when you're drinking all three of those nights. And you kind of just got to remember that it's okay to be by yourself. Sometimes it's okay to take a night in and, you know, make a hot bath for yourself, light candles, romanticize it in that way. You know, going out doesn't have to always be the time of your life. And I think nowadays it's more like FOMO in terms of, um, yeah, not my family as much because I just moved out and we're still 
you know, getting over those bumps and stuff and figuring that out. But FOMO in terms of, oh, like school's going on. What if I want to go out? But do I really want to go out? And then my friend's telling me to do things that I'm like, oh, do I really want to do that? Well, am I going to miss out? It's okay to just kind of take your time and maybe skip on certain things and don't exert yourself when a lot of those things are going on, you know, take time and make sure you check in on yourself as well. Absolutely. Like, I think like, it's, it's hard to be like, I'm not going to miss a huge thing. Like I'm not like missing one night out with your friends. Like they're still going to love you, but you're going to get a good grade on your paper. Like, I think that there's like, but then there's the complete opposite. Like sometimes, like you said, push something aside, like know when to take a break and know when you need need to get out. Like, I think like just getting out of your house and like, it can be, like you said, like, this is like crazy. I've never really thought about this because we all have different ways of like coping and romanticizing and doing what we love to do. And it's like, maybe for you, it's taking a bath. Maybe for me, it's like going to the mall. I don't fucking know. Like, you know what I mean? So I think that there's like such importance and also sharing what we do for ourselves. And like, maybe that will help someone else. Yeah. And, you know, I moved away from alcohol, but I smoke more and I romanticize that a lot more, I guess you can say. (laughs) But it's funny. It's just like, you know, it's okay if you want to have a drink sometimes. I wonder what, like, Emma, I know you mentioned a couple things, but what would you say you do when you're like, damn it, I have FOMO right now. Like, I wish I was out with my friends. What, What would you like say to someone who like is really struggling with that? What advice would you give them? When you're struggling with FOMO and you kind of just have to get something done, or, you know, it, it's just like, okay, maybe what I'm going to do is tonight I'm going to work on all my homework, but I'm going to talk to my friends and plan out another night for myself so that I don't get FOMO because I have something planned out in the future, you know, like setting goals for yourself kind of works sometimes. Being able to set, you know, okay, this is the allotted time I'm going to work. And maybe after that, I can FaceTime my friends or I can go out with them for like a half hour or whatever. You know, I allotted myself the other morning. I was like, oh, yeah. My friends want to go have breakfast, but I have a paper to do today. So I'm going to go out with them for an hour. And they asked me to hang out for more after that. But I was like, no, I can't. And then I just went home and I did my homework, but I still got to see them and spend time with them. So exactly. When you're in those moments and you maybe take like a mental capture of what's going on, or if it's a picture, how would you say that you share those moments and those memories that are so, so important to you? I think that it's just like, I like to storytell a lot. I know that I'm such a big talker. Um, I know that I sometimes need to shut the fuck up quite literally, but just like telling stories and being able to talk with my friends about experiences that I've been going through. I think that's one of my biggest things is sharing. I'm like such an open book. And so it's like being able to talk to my friends and express my emotions is one of the biggest things. I guess it all comes down to friendship. You know what I mean? I think that when you're sorry, literally, no, you're good. I feel like because you're saying that, like, yes, I also like love to tell stories, but it's like the biggest joke with all of my close friends that I literally am so bad at telling stories because I start to tell a story that happened within the story. um, And it just goes on forever. I think that's the French in me because my mom does the same thing. But I think that's something that I've learned is that it's hard to not overshare. And for me, it's like, I have really learned who to tell what to and like who to become close with and who to open up to because there's a point in my life and I think a lot of people's lives where it's like you just 
like I'm so like you said an open book like I tell everyone everything like I'm so open I talk to everyone I'm such a people person we know that and I'm like it's easy for me to be like oh yeah like my dad was like really sick when I was younger like that's like something that I don't hide like it had such a traumatic kind of aspect to my life but I I like sharing it with people because maybe it'll help maybe it'll relate but I think that it's so important to be like if I share this with somebody is it going to impact me in a bad way or in a good way and I think that that's comes with getting older for sure and kind of when you think about romanticizing I think that keeping things a bit of a mystery like in your life I think can be really beneficial to you because not everyone needs to know everything about every second of your life and I've definitely learned that the hard way and just sharing things with people that I like I wish I like could go back and just like erase from their brain mm-hmm. I think, but I think well, that that's like another big thing yeah well we were talking the other day you know about um a piece that we were recently writing both of us like on different topics but on kind of a similar perspective and it was like oh, are we really wanting to share this piece or do we not want to share this piece? And like your decision, you wanted to publish it, right? And congrats on that, by the way, but um, you wanted to publish it, but I didn't because I was like, oh, if I publish my piece, this is going to be oversharing for myself. This is going to be like a piece of myself that I'm not ready to deal with right now and I'm not ready to address right now. But like writing it and going through that is like working through it and stuff is so important, you know what I mean? And just kind of working through your feelings. And I think you're not able to truly romanticize until you come to terms with like loving yourself and loving aspects about yourself that you're ready to share with the world. So absolutely. I think that like little things like for me, like I've started like journaling recently, like probably like at the beginning of the semester, like I don't do it every day, but like if I have like a really bad day, I write down like why I had a bad day or what what good happened that day. And then I can like look back at it if I need to and be like, oh, this day, like maybe I got a poor grade, but then I look back and I'm like, oh, I was feeling really, really bad about myself that day. So maybe it's okay that I like didn't go to the gym or didn't get a good grade on my paper. So I think that maybe noticing, taking time to notice like things that make you feel good and things that don't make you feel good. I think that that's also like something that can be quite beneficial to you really. Yeah. Take a look at your past self and kind of look at what you want to do in the future and look at how far you've come and I think that's a big part of romanticizing your 20s is is look at how far you've come and you're doing great. Like you can't say that, you know, you know, it's like you can't be so hard on yourself as to say that you're an awful person right now. You know, if you're going through a tough time, you'll get through it and you just have to reflect upon what's going on in your life. Give yourself a pat on the back sometimes. (laughs) Absolutely. You got to give yourself a hug. Give yourself a high five. If you don't love you, then you can't allow other people to love you. So you got to love yourself. That's beautiful, Emma. I love that. Thank you. I should become a poet. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, you're not far behind with the journalism. You just switch switch the writing. A little bit. Writing a little bit and maybe make a little less money unless I blow up. And uh, we're good. Exactly. Thanks for listening to Happy Hour. I'm Jasmine Krawchuk. And I'm Emma Boyne. This episode was produced by Charlotte Holmes and edited by Kamal Karimi. And our show theme is from DJ Diamond Dash.
Tune in next episode to talk about navigating the daunting task of finding yourself. Cheers. Cheers.